I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good news, everyone. I remembered how to press record this time. Some days, man, it's tough. Some days. Do the triple check over my shoulder and make sure that it's actually <laughs> recording. Uh, that's what you uh, that's what you come here for. The Gamers Two Podcast, St- your weekly stability. yeah, <laughs> your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests, like sicknesses, yes, plague, which is what has delayed us two days because Matt plagued me last week. <laughs> <laughs> plague tales. <laughs> Oh no, the rats! <laughs> so many rats. Yeah, that's uh, why we uh, we don't sound great. A lot of sniffling, a lot of stuffage. Yep, congestion. I'm, I got the phlegm going on. You you got to my nose. It's all yeah. my nasal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all just all it is. They try to take us down, this man. This man trying to keep us down. It really is. But hey, there's new releases if you need to distract yourself. Yeah, if you need something to play while you're sick. Number one, I don't recommend this one, but, well, when you're sick anyway. Bulletstorm VR. Yeah, <laughs> for VR, well, sick sounds great. Yeah, for PC, PlayStation, and Quest. Number two, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown for PC, PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox. Heard a lot of good things about that. I did too. I was just about to look at what the... Uh... Like Metacritic and uh, Metacritic and other scores are on it. Number four, three, another code recollection for the Switch. Number four, Pal World for PC to early access. And number five, The Last of Us Part Two remastered for PS Five. Jesus. Uh, Wait, another Jesus one. To which part? The The Last of Us. Ah, okay. Just the just that's another one. <clears throat> Going off the old Metacritic. It's like DJ Khaled, you know, another one. Another one, uh, Prince of Persia. Um, the critic score, the medic score, meta meta score, whatever we're calling it here, uh, 86. The uh, user rating is a 9.3, so not bad, not bad, not too far off. No, and those are both pretty good scores. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the 9.3 sounds a lot better. Than like an 86, but an 86 is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's who would have thunk they could do something? I don't know. Ubisoft, you sons of bitches. Anyways. Um, what do you want to do? You want to kick, you want, you want 
Uno or Dose? Is there one that's more talking? Because I should probably take that one. Probably odds. So you want to be Uno? Yeah. All right. Number one. Yet more layoffs in the beginning of 2024. 2K-owned 31st Union laid off a small number of staff. 31st Union was founded in 2019 by Sledgehammer Games co-founder Michael Condry. His initial name, it was initially named 2K Silicon Valley. Uh, Behavior Interactive has reportedly, reportedly laid off 45 staff. Layoffs at the Dead by Daylight studio started in December. CI Games has laid off 10% of its workforce across the entire company. Affected staff posted on LinkedIn claiming the majority of the marketing team had been made redundant. The Nexon-owned mobile studio Pixelberry has laid off an unknown number of staff. Texas-based Wemo Games seems to have closed its doors. Uh, There were 35 people working at the studio at the time of its closure. Wemo Games was founded in 2021 and is behind such games as Battle Bows, Micro Machines Mini Mayhem Challenge, and RPG Dice Heroes of Whitestone. I think they were a VR studio. Uh, NetSpeak Games confirmed in a blog post on the studio site that it had begun the consultation process to lay off 25 employees. Thunderful Group has announced a restructuring program to decrease costs, which will include both significant staff reductions and potential potential divestments. Around 20% of its workforce will be affected. And then finally, Embracer has laid off a, quote, sizable portion, end quote, of Gearbox support studio, Lost Boys Interactive. Do we talk about the bungee rumor? Um, no, I don't know the bungee rumor. What's the bungee rumor? Rumor that they're hiring 1,400 positions. What the fuck? Which kind of, I think, did I put the other bungee rumor in here? Which... Taking the one on its own that I had heard, I was like, that's bullshit. Taking it in hand with that rumor, I'm like, what's Bungie doing? That kind of makes sense because of like the two. Let me see if it's in here. I don't think it's in here. But the other rumor I heard was that Bungie is working on another IP. Right. So <laughs> the rumor I had heard was that they are potentially hiring another 1,400 people. And I bring that up now because they were also in this layoff list for multiple weeks, just dropping people. Yeah, and there was the whole story about them, Sony basically being like, if you guys don't start making money, we're going to come in there and yeah, clean house. And it sounds like they did that and then went, well, we need all these people now to f- make the games. <laughs> so it's just uh... like, you wonder why you're so horribly fucking mismanaged. It's unreal. The thing that I saw was that there was a, um, there, they have a new IP or something like that that's going to be like lighthearted and comedy related. They're working on some IP thing. I don't know. It was so ridiculous that I just ignored it. <laughs> Both of these things are rumors for a reason. So hopefully, maybe I literally read true. the rumor and said, "Well, they just laid off a bunch of people, so this probably isn't true." <laughs> and so I just like, oh god, whatever. So many layoffs. 
starting 2024 out the same way we yeah. ended 23 2024 is really shaping up to be just as what a banger just as saucy as 2023 number two rocksteady co-founders sefton hill and jamie walker have created a new london-based studio called hundred star games as reported rocksteady Why did I think the two rock star devs started a new game in? I'm going to just ignore my own inner thoughts and <laughs> believe that you wrote this with actual accurate information and I'm not completely just out of my mind. As reported by Polygon, which found the company's great place to work profile, the studio is set to make AAA titles, employing 100 developers. Hill and Walker are listed as directors of the business on Endol. I don't know what I'm so all yeah all these from what I could tell all these are basically like um I think they might be UK based yeah well uh, I don't know what Endol is but while the firm's page on company's house that I that I know what it is also clarifies that it will be dealing with the publishing of computer games as well as development which could indicate that the studio aims at either self-publishing or publishing the work of other developers 100 star games seems to have already hired 25 staff according to its Great place to work profile, and its website is live and open to prospective candidates, despite the studio not having been formally announced. What is and what does a formal announcement entail? We're existing. We exist. Hello. Hello world. Yeah, literally the hello world meme is exactly basically all that it needs. Okay. If you're listed in all these other places, that's the last thing you need to do is just put out the one twitter post yeah. something that just says hi hello uh good for them because you're already registered in company's house which is their like not better business bureau but they're yeah, their company register mm-hmm. so you've already got to that point that's what i'm wondering it's like they I, all the news articles i saw were making a big deal out of it not being officially announced and i'm like they're clearly a real company like they did all these things they have employees like it's like maybe they just haven't sat down to do the interview maybe they're just like one of those weird companies that's just gonna be like you know what fuck you not interested in marketing not interested in uh you know that side of marketing you don't hear about need to hear about us until we're done yeah good for them if that's the case um let's see here x amazon and serenity forge veterans have announced a new publisher called astrological astrological was described in the announcement as a quote evolution of philanthropic philanthropic there we go fund astra fund uh the later laid off an unknown number of employees at the end of december uh having launched in april 2022nd and they no longer exist so there you go. The new publisher is set to focus on premium thinky games. What does that mean? I don't know, dude. That's why I'm like, what is this? With advisors, including Eileen Hollinger, currently head of Capybara Games and originally part of Astra Fund's founding team, and indie games veteran Nick Sutner, most recently co-founder of Furniture and Mattress, which I don't know what that is either. As far as I'm concerned, it's a furniture store. Uh, it's probably just like a lot of indie stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. If it's just another indie publisher. 
Probably. It's like this weird like hodgepodge of like layoffs, but then also like startups. And then like, you know, another six months to a year from now, we'll get like, oh, all these startups went collapsed, went out of business. But these ones release stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're looking at a um, runway right now, fashion runway or a uh, or a uh, league game with their their fancy screens and their their clear like runway lighting and fanciness going on here. Yeah, I mean it's just you know lighting. Either I I think it's shot down, but I'm not positive about that. Mm. But it's basically just the Jamiroquai video. Yeah, yeah. Where you just stand on top of it, does the stuff below you, who cares? Mm-hmm. Number four, Apple has detailed how payments will work on iOS following the resolution of its long-running legal battle with Epic Games. This one's a shit show. And it will claim a 27% commission on proceeds generated through these methods. According to the revised guidelines, developers must now apply for an entitlement and must still include the option to purchase through Apple's own billing system. Direct payment links are to be offered as an alternative, not a replacement. Apple will still charge a 27% commission on any proceeds earned from sales made through links to external payment systems. This commission is 12% for participants on in the iOS firm's small business program. These changes apply, only apply to the iOS and iPadOS app stores in the U.S. In all other markets, developers are banned from using buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct users to purchase methods other than those within the app. Oh my god, Apple, just let it go. It's worse than this too because I I it was kind of funny to read the article about it. So, not only are they taking 27% of the commission anyways, which the App Store commission to begin with is 30%. So basically coming 3% under they also have very specific guidelines for how they can present these apps or these the links inside these apps. The links cannot redirect to anything other than like directly to a place for them to buy uh you know whatever the product is which okay the link can't can't convince can't do any sort of promotional stuff to convince them to buy it outside of the app store. Uh, okay, so I'll, immediately, what's the point? They can only place the link in one place in the app. So, all right, here's my question. They're basically like, the moral of the story is what you'd expect. They are quite literally making it as hard as possible. And there's a warning that pops up. So like if you that you're getting taken away from the bubble, yes, yeah. and that you lose any sort of protection from the app store, basically. So, so my thing, right? My immediate thing is how long until they get sued again? Because they're reaching petty child thing, which is which is an angle I love to take a lot. Yeah, where they just kind of eventually somebody has to sit you down and go, "Why are you being an ass?" Yeah, like can you just do? this and they're like no because i've specifically told you no and fuck you it reads like when you look at all the things they have to do because the the entitlement thing applying for the entitlement program or whatever it's called 
Yeah. It's a whole other thing in itself. Oh, great. So, like, it looks like they sat down, like, a bunch of lawyers essentially sat down and said, what is the absolute bare minimum we can get away with? <laughs> so, that's, like, the 27% versus the 30% commission. Like, yeah. if it's in-app store, it's 30%. If it's an external link, it's 27%. So, they're like, what's the absolute most difficult we can make this? Ugh. Bunch of bunch of dicks. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Number five. I wonder if there could be an option. I, I'm sure we probably talked about this during the time of the, the trials. Mm-hmm. But like, because obviously this is mainly an epic problem going to. Wish that everybody else will use it like a precedence argument on. Yep. But couldn't Epic just remove payments on Apple? If they really wanted to. And just like force them to go to like the website. You're gonna log into things. my. You're gonna log into my account anyway. I know. Make it all. Account- uh, that's a good point. It's account wide. If I just turn off payments on Apple and say, "Hey, listen, they're being a bunch of dicks. So if you want to buy anything, you're not doing it on there." Yeah. Could they do that? I don't see why not. I mean, I could see why they also wouldn't want to, but because having the ability for a child to just click pay, even if it means you lose thirty percent of it, still means you get money. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. If like it gets to that, it'd be it would be fun for them to do it. Yeah, like if you just offer up an alternative marketplace, don't advertise it on Apple and don't offer it at all. Mm-hmm. And just be like, if yeah, if you come to our site and buy it, you'll get access on your account because they literally can't tell you you don't have access to that item. Yeah, but we just do the transactions over here. Yeah. Hmm. Something to. Uh... Or hopefully they go that route at some point and we get more juicy. Even with no links, because you'd have to they'd have to either refactor the Safari search engine and everything. That if you just made your site and some of the top related searches be like, how do I buy blah 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 in blah? And it just links you to the store account for that page. Yeah. Oh god, it's so ridiculous. I'm like thinking about it more and I keep remembering more from the article. Oh. So like you know how like in app sometimes like you can a lot of apps will open a browser page inside the app yeah yeah, yeah. that was one of the things where if it can't do that it has to open the safari page like in safari proper <coughs> unbelievable all right number five speaking of more unbelievable stuff well i said well to be fair i guess i say unbelievable it's believable but it's ridiculous yeah it's disgusting. <laughs> it is. More disgusting stuff. Ubisoft announced some changes to its Ubisoft Plus subscription service. The multi-access and PC access will now be known as Ubisoft Plus Premium, featuring access to the latest games and DLCs. On the other hand, Ubisoft Plus Classics now becomes its own subscription available on PC. Director of subscription, uh... Philippa, if Felipe, is it Felipe? Felipe, we're gonna go Felipe. If it's not an A at the end, it's not Philippa. Yeah, it's not Philippa. That's a that's sorceress. Awesome. Yeah, Philippe Heart. <laughs> yeah, it's a Witcher, Witcher lady there. Um, Felipe Tremblay, Tremblay, Felipe, Felipe Tremblay. Whatever. It's a good name. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. 
If you met him, you'd be like, I'd, you know, I'd share him. I'd share a mojito. Felipe Tremblay, who is the director of subscription at Ubisoft, explained the difference between the two. Premium means means day one access to new releases, and in some cases, like Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, early access to upcoming new releases. This is on top of our extensive back catalog, where you'll have access to premium editions, DLC, and monthly rewards. All of this is offered on Xbox, PC, and Amazon Luna, and you'll only need to subscribe once to have access to these games across all these platforms. Players can subscribe to Ubisoft Plus Premium for a monthly fee of $18 hairs. Whoo, boy. Alternatively, players can subscribe to Ubisoft Plus Classics, a curated selection of our most popular back catalog games like Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Siege, and Watch Dogs Legion. This catalog will grow with time, is included for PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium members, and is now available on PC through the Ubisoft Store for $8 per month. The good news is no matter oh man, keep on a burp. Is that no matter what, as long as you can finish the game in a month, you still save money. Yeah, if you remember to cancel. Yep, we're really uh, splitting hairs with this shit. And I'm gonna the the better part of this entire story is the next thing, so I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, because I have a this quote I think was taken horribly out of context. It was. I didn't even. I don't think I um. I don't know if I actually quoted exactly. That's all right. Neither did the people that were making stories and headlines off of it. Yeah. Speaking of Ubisoft subscriptions, Ubisoft's director of subscriptions subscriptions suggested that gamers would get more comfortable with not owning. Sorry. Suggested that gamers should get more comfortable with not owning their games. In a new statement responding to Ubisoft saying we should get used to no longer owning our games, Larry and boss Sven Vink has an interesting position going beyond the usual straightforward arguments about value, saying subscription services becoming dominant would reduce the vibrancy of the industry, as those who own the subservices would have a finger on what gets made. He doesn't outright say it, but the implication is fairly, fairly clear. There's a good chance that Baldur's Gate 3 wouldn't have got made in a world where subscription services are king, even though it was started on a subscription service and exclusively made for that service. That we don't died. talk about that. Quote, whatever the future <laughs> of games looks like, content will always be king, but it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscription becomes the, more, becomes the dominant model and a select group gets to decide what goes to market and whatnot. Direct from the developer to players is the way. Getting a board to okay a project fueled by idealism is almost impossible, and idealism needs room to exist, even if it can lead to disaster. Subscription models will always end up being cost-benefit analysis exercises intended to maximize profit, end quote. So he's right. The, you'd, you'd be in a... The one thing with everybody, not everybody getting subscription services, everybody trying to... Not coagulate them, but aggregate them. Yeah. Uh, is you run into a uh, monopoly problem of if Microsoft was the only gaming subscription period, then in theory, they choose what gets made. Yeah. In theory, if they're the only gaming subscription 
and there's no such things as stars anymore. That's the only way that that sentence truly works. Which is they have to eliminate steam. Not not I'm not talking retail. Yeah, retail is a different discussion. But I'm talking like in a subscription service, which is a digital factor. The Xbox store would have to be gone. PlayStation store would have to be gone. Nintendo store would have to be gone. Steam has to no, no longer exist thanks to the Steam Deck now existing. Uh, <clears throat> Ubisoft, Epic, like all these other stores would all have to die. But the sentiment is is still true. Mm. The reality of that ever happening is possible, but a ways off. Yeah. The biggest problem is you had the right quote in the beginning. Or like a part of the right quote, but the quote that everybody caught that took out of it. Yeah, well, that was kind of the thing. Was I read? I read the interview, right? So you had the right part, and I saw the quote. Well, I saw what people were using as the quote, right, right. But when you read the the context of the article, it's like this is a completely reasonable opinion. Yeah, because the content, the quote that everybody used for clickbait headlines was Ubisoft CEO or Ubisoft whatever says that uh, gamers should get used to not owning their games. Yeah. And everybody went, fine, you should get used to piracy. Mm -hmm. If we don't own it, it's not stealing, you got to get all this stuff, right? Uh, If we don't buy it, we don't own it, then if you don't make it, then piracy, the whole thing. What the actual quote was, was for subscriptions to take off and become more mainstream, users will have to get more comfortable not owning their games. Yeah. The, Which is true. I actually, I read the interview twice because I was like, I'm not seeing the quote in here. <laughs> like, yeah. Because like when you just read it organically, it's like, okay, that's obvious. Like that's an obvious <laughs> for yeah. this to happen. This also needs to happen. Yeah. It's yes, like if, that makes sense. In order for subscriptions and digitally delivered on demand things, it means that people have to be okay not owning them. That's the same thing that happened with DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS, every streaming service that's served you digital content. It was because you became okay not having to lug nine tub, like nine plastic totes worth of DVDs every time you moved your apartments. Yeah. What's funny too is uh, I didn't even think about that, but like the net, the whole like streaming service as far as movies and TV shows go is a perfect example. Who owns who owns physical media anymore? Like I have physical media upstairs, but last time I bought a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, probably when we worked at Black, when we worked at Black Friday at Target, and there was one of those, you know, yeah, like that solid Blu-ray five for five whatever, bucks, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I haven't watched this movie. Why not? I buy things now strictly if I'm afraid I won't be able to find it on a streaming service, like you know, things that are rare or like niche that you know, like aren't widely available. Yeah, and then even then, it's like if there's something like that, if I can rip it, I'm going to. Yeah. Well, like, that's the other thing. It's kind of a it's a funny. Like I have an SNL season one collection upstairs, the very first season, and that I don't think I could probably find on a streaming service. Maybe NBC would have it, but I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, but then like one another one of the things I know is. I think one of the years, maybe for Christmas or something, I had got my dad the full collection of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Mm. The whole thing. Yeah. Like it's pretty 16, sizable. It's like 16 seasons or something like that. 
I know I'm not finding that on a on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. I can probably find it on YouTube, maybe parts of it, but I'm not finding the whole thing. So it's like there's there's certain things where I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not gonna be able to find them. Yeah, but for other things, it's like, no, I'll be able to find them somewhere. Yeah. Now it is an interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting conversation going forward the next couple of years, I think, especially with what you alluded to of like physical media getting removed from stores. Um, yep. One of the, I don't think it made, I don't know if it made it in this week, but Walmart is this coming week. I think they said they're starting to go through with the process of removing uh, video games from Best Buy started as well. Yeah. From their store shelves. So, what I, what I want to see them, I want to see them get replaced though. And this is my thing. I don't, discs for long enough in plastic cases or whatever have always been or had the what last seven years yeah had been switching to a, a drm essentially to say hey yeah you can download this yeah whatever what i want is them to switch because there's there's two problems with going away with physical media one is gifting and it becomes very hard in in the current setup of things for grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whatever, to, you know, the youngins of, yeah, we want this game. Okay, I can go to the store. This is the name of it and whatever. And, you know, I, you yeah. know, I, can, I can get that. That's easy. Well, now the answer is, let's say it was... Let's say it was just Uncharted. It's the easiest thing, right? Or Last of Us, whatever. It's a PlayStation-specific game. Yeah. Okay. You can't get it in store anymore, so now you have to go and buy a buy, buy PlayStation Bucks, which is just a gift card, which a lot of people have that, like, not giving a gift card is not like a... Yeah, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same thing. It's... it's uh. There's there's always the me going, it's practical. You know what you want. I don't. Here's money. Go get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, but if that's somebody that you actually want to want to show that you like care, pay attention to it, whatever, then you don't want to give them a gift card. Um, But what I want to see them do then is do gift cards, but of the game. Remember how we had pre-order cards and stuff above the cartridge cases? Mm-hmm. That they were still the same plastic. They had the activation code on the yeah. back. Just do the same thing, which they started doing at a certain point, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say they did games. that. They did that for a little bit, but I don't think it caught on really ever. But now I think is the perfect time to bring it back when you're just removing the other option. Even if you make them bigger so they're like the size of a game or whatever, mm-hmm. but just have them big, have them the activation code. When they, you know, they get activated to register, they get put in on the account. Now they're there. Problem solved. Yeah. Why not? Could be a seasonal thing too. I mean, they could do it for like uh around Christmas and all that good stuff and not do it year round. I don't know. Yeah, you can do it all that. It still makes bundling in stuff into consoles way easier because you can just slide one in a box. Yep. You know, it doesn't there's so many other I mean I, hell, that's probably what they do now. Oh, probably, yeah. They probably, probably just throw a card in yeah. there or something or a piece of paper with a yeah, unless it's like one of the special edition ones mm-hmm. where it comes with like the steel back case or whatever. Yeah. But even half the time, if you get the one that comes with steel back case, there's no game. It's holding nothing. 
It's holding the disc that's useless. That's fucked up. That's, that's, that's kind of wild. So it's like, just switch to doing something like that. Because then you could go back to like, you just have magazine racks. Or, an, or like an entire four foot section. Would cover you for the year. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do. Well, I'm, they'll find something. It's retail. I was going to say, what, what would you do in the do rest it? of the electronic section? What, what are they going to do with all this free space? Like, I saw the photo on, you, on YouTube, on Reddit of, uh, like, when Best Buy first started removing the media. Mm-hmm. Someone posted a photo of, like, a Best Buy that had done it, and, like, the whole metal of the store was just empty shelves. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what are they going to do with all this space? And I'm like, oh, they'll stuff some shit there. They'll... You, you go Apple Boutique style. And you just make everything, like, a boutique? Like yeah. A, Anything that you could put like on a display or have something, whatever, you just have more like walking room. None of this. Nobody should be bumping into each other in aisles. Yeah. You do the, you know, the more feng shui. Here's a high top table where you can kind of talk about things. Here's how we show you the phone. Here's this. And just so I can walk in there and give them the Ron Swanson. I know more than you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. I suppose we should move on to number seven. Microsoft laid out a slate of five big games for its 2024 software lineup in a developer direct video, capping the event off with the news that Machine Games, Indiana Jones, and The Great Circle will arrive on Xbox, PC, and Game Pass later this year. Uh, The company also has a number of games to tie players over until Indy's arrival, Starting with Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, which will arrive on Xbox, PC, and Game Pass on May 21st. We got a date. Got a date. The action RPG Visions of Mana (laughs) is the odd man out because it won't be coming to Game Pass. But it will mark the Square Enix franchise's first appearance on Microsoft's platform when it arrives on Xbox and PC this summer. The game has previously been announced on PS4 and PS5 as well, with a 2024 release window. Oxide Games PC exclusive strategy game, Era History Untold, will arrive as a standalone title and as a part of Game Pass on PC this fall. And Obsidian Entertainment's fantasy action RPG Avowed received the same release window on PC, Xbox, and Game Pass. Uh, you know what? I actually enjoyed this developer direct. It was about 45 minutes. Um, some games had longer segments than other games, but I feel like if you are interested, you saw the right amount of content that you needed to see for it to be called a developer direct. Yeah, it also I, feel I, warranted and, and worth and meaningful. Yeah, I think it's a good developer direct. It has everything but one of these I was interested about. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about the mana thing. That's a that's a me thing. Yeah, I didn't either. That's kind of falling into that same boat. Um, but indie looked good. Yeah, indie looked fine. Um, it looked like a machine games game. Yeah, and if you liked any of the last Wolfenstein's, then you're gonna like this. Yeah. If you like also like Indiana Jones. If you don't like the subject matter, well, then you probably aren't going to like yeah, it no matter what happens. Then but go buy a different game. I did find there was a couple things I wanted to point out from the from sure. the Indiana Jones one. Um, it, I think it was funny seeing Todd Howard 
advocacy show. I don't know if you actually. Oh, him that. stealing the icon, the idol at the end. No, I didn't see that. Oh, he was just talking about the game. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Todd Howard clearly was cashed out on Starfield a long time ago. And this is the most excited I've seen Todd Howard about something in a very long time. He probably he was, was. He probably got sick of Starfield by the end. I think he was. I think he was just done because he was like indie. Let's fucking go. <laughs> no leather jacket either. Either just like a. That's weird. Just like a black Henley. And he was just. Never mind, that makes more sense. If you had told me it was an Amber Henley, I would have been more like, yeah. He was. Um. He was just amped up. So that was kind of funny. Uh. What was the other thing I want to say about it? Yeah, I don't know. Um. I, I guess that's it for indie. Uh. Hellblade was interesting because they just went on about how how they're doing more. Like they talked a lot about audio design and um and their motion capture, the new motion capture facility and their music and apparently they redesigned the entire combat system and like they just it's basically Hellblade but more. So you know where I'm thinking with that. Yep. Japanese. They're like everyone else, but more. But more so. Um oh, Carlin. <laughs> yeah. And then Arrow was the one for me that kind of came out of nowhere. So I was like, this is kind of interesting. Arrow I'm interested about. I'm I'm curious when we get closer to actually like having people's hands on. Yeah. Because I really haven't played like a Civ in a while. And it's not my cup of tea and usually something I'll like spend a lot of time with mm. but i enjoy them every now and then and when something shows up and if it's at least trying to do something new i can i can be i can be intrigued but it might not necessarily be like woo yay yeah um avowed i'm curious like we were talking about downstairs how long is it yeah that was avowed was the one game that i just didn't get a good read on because they, they 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 did they focus so much on the combat and the gameplay like the specifically the combat i think the game i'm thinking of from funhouse was might and magic okay i think was like, that a vr title or no there might have been a vr version mode. of it yeah but I, I thought it was might and magic maybe because i remember it, bruce adam and james adams driving and uh bruce and adam or uh, james adam doing the commentary in the background obviously and <clears throat> Bruce is making fun of like the guy that's like the announcer guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh yes, use your rope bow to sling across the cavern." And it just had all that same like weird two arm physics shit yeah. in front of you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just picture that every time, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's what that was." <laughs> and then I see this, I'm like, "Yeah, mm. that's what that is. <laughs> that's the that's the modern version of this." I mean, it does look kind of ridiculous, especially when it's like dual wielding. The wands, and he's like, yeah, he's just swinging as hard as he can. And so, uh, yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be like an 18 hour RPG that's pretty linear. Um, that's kinda, what it kind of feels like. Like you said, kind of like the RPGs of old. Yeah, uh, it kind of felt that way, especially with the they're like ma- putting such a big emphasis on the combat and the fact of like how fluid the combat is, where it's like, oh, you can. You can dual wield whatever you want. You could dual wield like a sword and a wand or two wands or, you know, two swords or, and then we also have loadouts and they're quick swappable. So it's like, they're kind of going nuts with this. So I'm like, all right, is this more of like a 
proof of concept for you guys of like a like a you're making kind of like a physics combat engine going on here. Like, yeah, yeah. is this is this your rise center row? Yeah. Um, the other then the indie thing is like if you liked Wolf and Signs, and if you like indie, this is going to be right up your alley. Uh, Troy Baker doing Harrison. Isn't James Williams doing Harrison? <laughs> Wish I would have. I would have bought the game in a uh, fucking heartbeat. I mean, I'm gonna play it on Game Pass no matter what. But I would. I potentially would have yeah. bought it if it was James doing it, because it would have just been me cracking up the entire time. Yeah. Uh, there's only like once or twice I think in the trailer where I hear it and I go Troy. Yeah. And then he kicks back. He gets just enough of the accent back, and I go, Oh no, that's Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for for what it is, they did. They seem to have done a good job with the Troy did a good job with the voice, and they they did a good job with the likeness. Yeah, they did a good job actually using Indy's likeness. Yeah, and and you know the nice thing about it being a game is that we don't have to worry about Dial of Destiny problems where they're like, oh, this DH him. It's like, no, no, we're just gonna put it in between the two movies. Fuck this. Yep, he's just back there. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about the. Uh, I don't know if concerns <clears throat> the best word, but like. Like, like you were saying downstairs, the the name is leaves it lacks a certain pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, the great circle. I'm just kind of like, I know perfect circle would cause a lot of other issues, but perfect circle would be a better name. I don't know, man. What I that and I at don't least, know. What the, at least they explain it a little bit. I guess, but In it's like, trailer, what are they looking for? you know like no nobody knows i guess that's the whole point of the indie thing right is that the this all these things that were created or whatever are on an exact circle around the globe Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I don't Yeah. Is like is it on a specific latitude line? Could you have said like Indiana Jones and the Mystery of Thirty Nine or something? <laughs> and it's just the thirty nine degrees or whatever. It's just the line that it's on. Uh, 
perfect circle would have been just funny because he would have had a rock sequence at some point. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I mean, to be fair, this is this is a better. I mean, it's nice that they've given us basically a 2024 lineup of sorts. We're like, here's a bunch of games yeah. that are coming out this year, and I mean, that's more than what we have from Sony at the moment. Oh, sorry. Did you not remember when The Last of Us came out at the beginning of this episode? Oh yeah, that's we're good for the year. We got the, we got another version of The Last of Us. Or Hell Divers, the 2 same is on, game. Hell Divers Two is on the way. Yeah, Hell Divers Two might actually be good. It's time for rumor roundup. Rumor roundup. Remember Ubisoft's Project U. Tom Henderson shared some details on Project U, or as I guess if this is Ubisoft, it is Project U. Players will be able to select one of four classes, including attacker, defender, medic, and support, which will be equipped with unique abilities. The goal is to work together to progress toward the center of the map by completing a series of objectives, such as capturing areas, defending targets, and, of course, defeating AI-controlled foes. Interestingly, Henderson mentioned the game is powered by the open-source Godot engine instead of Ubisoft's own Anvil or Snowdrop engines. Ubisoft has shared a public notice. (coughs) Oh, there it is. He's dying. I heard that, like that chunk of phlegm just fucking. Oh, I don't even know what it was. It was just something, something jumped right as I went to. Yep. Oh. Uh. Oh man, own Anvil or Snowdrop engines. Ubisoft has shared a public notice that a new closed test will take place in early February for PC via Ubisoft Connect in Europe and North America. Project. I like that they're doing this. When I'm just like, what? So what's X Defiant and what's different between X Defiant and this? And I'm pretty sure everybody at Ubisoft would just look at each other and go, what's he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happened to Axe Defiant? It's it's still waiting. It's like sitting around. Didn't it get delayed a bunch of times? Yeah, like it was, was, you know, early access, beta test, beta test, beta test. Then it's just sitting there. Then also remember the fact that they made another Battle Royale at one point when they were making Axe Defiant. You like ran through the city. Yeah, they, they had a BR too, and then they had X Defiant, which was just the shooter. Okay, yeah, did, but X Defiant did have release dates, and then it kept getting pushed back. Yeah, but they were also the ones that had like live weekend play testing. And yeah, stuff. but then they just yeah they pushed it back. Oh my god! But now they're doing this too. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? Was Ubisoft the ones with the battle royale that was like a cityscape? And you were yeah. hopping from rooftop to rooftop. Yep. That was them. Yep. It's like kind of cartoony. Yeah, like the the. Like shield slash wave, the circle that closed in on you was what like was it a called? was like a glitchy kind of outline. It wasn't something stupid like escape the city or something. No, it was. I can't remember the name of it, and I'm not going to try to. But it was like the the gas cloud or whatever you want to call yep. it that closed in was like a glitch, like a glitch wall effect. kind yep. of. Yeah. Yep. That that's this then essentially probably maybe is they took the bone they took the, all that shit and remade it into. Some something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Uh B Assassin's Creed Black Flag remake may already be in development, which has been rumored for X amount of years now. Yep, more rumors, more uh more evidence. Especially seeing how that might finish before uh Skull and Bones comes out. Well, I guess apparently the the new the new evidence is that I think there's, I can't remember. I didn't there's launch items in Skull and Bones relating to Black Flag remake. Something along those lines. <laughs> 
where it's they rumored to be they, being worked on by Ubisoft Singapore, who's doing. They couldn't skull and fuck bones. this up more if they wanted to. So, hey, yeah. the team that hasn't finished the game yet, we're starting them on another one. Yeah. Huh? Basically. Microsoft had around a total of 33.3 million Xbox Game Pass subscribers at the end of 2023, according to independent analyst and consultancy firm Omdia. Who knows? Mecca Japan, which is a hobbyist export retailer, not a futuristic society, has listed Nintendo Switch 2 for pre-order with a 2024 release window. A lot of people jump on that one. I guess is that technically Mecha Japan? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I like Mecha. I would say Mecha, but I think you might be onto something with the whole... Yeah, I don't know. Because they... They do have an H. Yeah. Ubisoft might be making a spinoff of a spinoff. Far Cry Captain Laser Hawk Niji Warrior was rated by Peggy. PC is the only mentioned target platform. It seems to be some kind of multiplayer game with microtransactions. So, fucking sure, man. Apparently, 343 Industries, id Software, and Tango Softworks have been working on Indiana Jones with machine games. Interesting. Because yeah. id's also been kind of quiet. Yeah. What's I it mean, been, what's it been up to? You know what I mean? I think, I feel like that Indiana Jones game was a quick turnaround. Three years, was it? It's It's been about three years. But they, I mean, their last thing was they did <clears throat> Wolfenstein and then they did the Sisters. Yeah. Which was a spinoff. Yep. So probably. And I think they were working on Indy at the same time. Okay. So maybe th- four years. Yeah, maybe. It might be more than that, too. But I don't know. The, maybe, maybe this. Maybe Indiana Jones is going to be like more. Maybe there's going to be more there than that. I'm thinking. I mean, let me let me let me let me set your clock in the right spot here. Doom Eternal was three years ago. That was Id's last game. What the fuck has Id been doing? They could have been working on Indy the whole time. I doubt it. I th- think we're going to see something out of them this year. Potential announcement, I mean, of like next Doom, Doom something, hmm. Doom two, Electric right. Boogaloo. I don't know, whatever they're gonna do. They might do another Doom. Maybe they'll do a new IP, or maybe they'll. Yeah, I mean, they could return to Quake. They could do something like that. Quake. I, I it's been Quake, a while. Since I think Quake's done. pretty much dead, though. Yeah, which they might. Maybe they'll give it the Doom treatment and give it a little bit of a. If they actually revival. launched a full revival, correctly done Quake on Game Pass, that would potentially help them a lot. I know, like the Quake. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's even called Quake anymore. Champions. But yeah, maybe that's what it is. That that's still like the multiplayer is still. People still play that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I'm. I I'm agreeing with you. If they if they like left left that up or whatever. But then give it a full fucking 21st century facelift into like modern combat and everything, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah designs and then go and put it on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. It could be super popular. Yeah. What was that game that came out that was with the portals in it? 
Splitgate? Splitgate. Yeah. Halo, but with portals? Yeah. Splitgate 2 is on the way. Well, that was hot for a while. But Splitgate... I remember that, because the developer said that they were they were cutting... They just said they... They purposely said, we got to stop on Splitgate 1 if yeah. we want to make 2, because this has blown way the fuck out of proportion. Yeah. They had good... I remember that. They had really good reasonings for it. They, they... All right, let's do the short things. PlayStation Productions and Screen Gems which is a part of Sony Pictures Entertainment, are working on a movie adaptation of Supermassive's horror hit Until Dawn. Wait, can you just think about that sentence? Did, did you get as frustrated as I did? Yeah. You're, you want to make a movie out of, of a, a game, game that's mimicking movies. Mo- <laughs> yes. And then I saw a tweet from somebody that was so serious about this. They said... I wonder if Rami Malek and Hayden Panettiere will reprise their roles. And I just went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I don't know. What are we doing here, folks? Oh. LKA developed title Martha is Dead will get a film adaptation. Martha is Dead came out in February 2022 on all major platforms. The title won Best Innovation of 2022 at the Italian Video Game Awards. I know the name. I could not tell you what the game's about. Harmonix has ended Rock Band DLC releases after 16 years. Jesus. <laughs> with the last DLC releasing on February 25th. I I didn't know exactly the content of the, the tweet, uh-huh. but Lawrence tweeted out. Because it's Lawrence, and you know, he... He's probably been buying every Rock Band DLC that has ever came out. Yeah. He tweeted out something along the lines, just like aimlessly one night of, uh, I guess that means that blah, blah, blah band will never make it into Rock Band or something like that. And I didn't look up like what his reference was. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh colors. All Yeah, I know. I'm in one of those right now. You are. I, I thought it was kind of weird, but then I realized we're... Watching a League of Legends match, so, so of course I almost, there would be a. I did go to their site because you can just buy like these are just the. Oh yeah, the magnetic, the magnetic ones, and somehow this side is like. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised like, they don't have ones that are like nicer that you can. Upgrade oh, they do. To. Okay, they have like memory foam ones. I was gonna say like memory foam with like velour on it or something. Yes, shit. Y- yes, is that- yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, you're- perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you buy them in pairs or whatever. But they also have, um, so like they have the headrest pillow that comes with. Yeah, it. they have like a, but they a have a lumber, lumber one that you can get, mm-hmm. and they have a hard one mm-hmm. that I almost, oh, I, okay. I almost bought, but it was like fifty five dollars. Okay, and yeah. I was like, if I'm feeling something someday, yeah, um, if I'm feeling in a, in a, I'm gonna treat myself something. Yeah, else. so you get that that spike of capitalism, you know, yeah. flowing through your veins. I need to buy something. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, there's my three dollar tax return. Yeah. I can get three dollars off that pill. Let's, <laughs> Let's do it. Free money. <laughs> People uh, blowing tax returns on seventy dollars TVs, and I'm like, I got a new pillow, man. What's up? My fucking horde pillow. Let me tell you, shit's so comfy. Supports my lower back so well. <clears throat> Posture check. This bitch. Perfect. Every now and then, we'll be playing games. Me and me and the boys. Yeah. And just be in the middle of like you've been playing, doing keys for so long or whatever, and it's just hey, posture check, and you just oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta stretch real quick because you don't realize that you either got so hunched over 
in the mo- <clears throat> in the moment. Yeah. Or you're like so leaned, like where your face is at like the level of your keyboard because you're just like, <laughs> I'll make it work. Low ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the developer of the Nintendo 64 version of Portal has taken the game down at the request of Valve. I just want to be clear about Valve. that entire. Just go for that sentence again. The developer of the Nintendo 64 version of Portal. What? Has taken the game down at the request of Valve. What does that even mean? In an update on Patreon, the dev wrote, quote, Because the project depends on Nintendo's proprietary libraries, Valve have asked me to take the project down. Why are you making Portal on the 64? Because you can. I, you know what? I retract my statement. Oh, <laughs> Valve's just like, yeah, we're not, we're not dealing with that shit. <laughs> hey, listen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, but I'm not dealing with them. <laughs> that's basically, I I suspect like that's what the email was basically. <laughs> Be like, I love this idea, but have you seen Nintendo? Do you want to go fight them? I don't want to go fight them. Uh, Street Fighter Six has sold over three million copies worldwide. It's a lot. There are no Pokemon knockoff to give you that. No, that's uh, four million copies worldwide. We'll get there. Don't you worry. I kept having it would have been real funny if you're watching the doc when I was doing it. It would have been funnier if you were just me refreshing Twitter and seeing Wario 64's t- tweet. Because where I put, twelve hours later he captures the new number, and then less than three hours later he captures the new million. And I'm like, that's what I did. I I read the first article. I'm like, all right, two million in twenty four hours. Cool, got it. And then I opened another article. I'm like, all right, three million in forty hours. Cool, got it. Then I opened the last one, and I was like, 4 million in 40 or like three days. And I was like, all right, when was this article? And I like looked, and it was like nine hours old. And I'm like, "That's the, we're stopping. That's it. All right. Uh, Square Enix has announced that upcoming online shooter Foam Stars includes AI-generated art. Square Enix clarified that the AI-generated art was used specifically for album covers featured in the game. The whole uh, AI thing, man, really popping off. I mean, here's the thing: get ahead of it and do it. What do what they're saying? Yeah, just stay ahead of it. Some don't, of the, let, don't let somebody look at it and then be like, you know, was this? Yeah, was AI this? generated? Um, one of the YouTube channels I watched just talked about that a little bit because he's been using AI for, um for some things but uh i guess it's really useful with video editing apparently it's really useful for making like uh voiceover fixes like when oh, someone's like thinking things yeah whatever. like if someone says the wrong word or something like that they'll like he um what was the fix they were talking about a car and a guy called the suspension the wrong thing like he got you know, like he'd called it some type of suspension when it was a different, when it was like a multi-link or something. So like he just, he didn't want to have to make them retape it. So they just AI'd it and it worked really well. I didn't notice it. And I watched the video like right beforehand. So, uh, stalker two has been delayed again. The final release date is slated for September 5th. GSC game world clarified the new delay saying that based on fan testing, the polish wasn't quite there. I mean, you also still have a war happening. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Make it my game. <laughs> <laughs> who 
Who cares that you're losing your home? Finish my game. <laughs> there, you know the worst part about that? That exists. Yeah. Yeah. They left. They left Ukraine. Yeah, I know. That was the they initial left, big delay. The, the, I say their very first delay was because they were moving their entire studio out of. I think they went to two? Poland, or I say I can't remember if it was out of Beirut into. It was. I know they were in Ukraine somewhere, so I can't remember where. But then I think they went to Poland. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Korean studio Mint Rocket, a subsidiary of Nexon, is on a roll after launching Dave the Diver. A few weeks ago, they announced the zombie stealth extraction game, uh, Nakwan, The Last Paradise. And now they've unveiled Wake Runners, an online top-down team action game. Cool. Yeah. A new PlayStation 5 DualSense controller PC app called PCX Sense is now available for download, which allows users to do things not normally possible, even with official support such as the ability to tweak trigger sensitivity and behavior in emulators and create custom adaptive trigger profiles and macros. I like the idea of that just because, like, it'd be cool if you could make, if you could add in effects in games, you know, use it as, like, a another layer of immersion. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of... With, for like mods or something, I don't know. Well, that and it's always one of the things that we've loved about the the DualSense Five. Yeah, having those haptic triggers, they are good. They're good shit. I are like them a lot. when used correctly are really fun. They are. When they're not used correctly, it's kind of like a, a real boring gimmick. Yeah, it's like it's a waste of money. But man, it it's cool. As much as as much as we both prefer driving with a wheel, and that is the way that it should be, because the feed. Like force feedback and wheels, and if you had force feedback pedals and all all yeah. that good stuff is where it's where it's really at. But even just gas and braking in the Dual Sense Five, I know, like when you feel it, yeah, it was I the when I played the hot second of Gran Turismo with it, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's like you actually slam, you actually feel ABS in your left hand when you're like, slamming the brake. If they added in that same level of like force feedback into the joystick when you were driving, it would be like really wild it'd be really weird because you'd also be watching you'd be if you just let go of your joystick on a straightaway and hold it down you just watch your joystick be rumbling left <laughs> yeah. and right the entire time uh zenimax Which also yeah yeah that'd be cool why not zenimax online studios has announced elder scrolls online gold road the mmorpg's next chapter which is releasing in june still t- chugging away with that one Sony is offering Last of Us Part 2 remastered refunds for those who already own the PS4 version, but also pre-ordered the PS5 remaster. For those already owning the game on PS4, there's an upgrade path to the remastered version for only $10. Nearly 50% of developers say that generative AI tools are being used at their workplace, while 84% say they're concerned about their use. That was one of those articles that I wanted to spend more time on, but I forgot about. It was the it was that yearly survey there of all the developers? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, also one that we could just move to next week, but yeah. Two K has officially announced that it's rebooting the Top Spin series. I've seen a couple like shots from it. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. It's... Did you? Were you ever like a? No. Yeah. Okay. Here was I. I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't care. No, my one weird uh, video game. Sports thing is golf, so don't have room for top spin. 
Fuck with the bowling. Yeah, bowling would be cool. I I always just love the uh, arcade bowling with the ball. Oh, like the actual ball on the yeah. and you like yeah rolled it. Over. I did the thumb snap. Oh, you were a thumb snap. Okay. Yeah, I was a palm guy. Yeah, well, the people who can do the palm thing really well. That's I wasn't I wasn't really well, but I was just. That's just how it, I was just like, yeah, you just roll it. All right, yeah, sure. I never. There was no. There wasn't much thought into the palm. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It was no, just, that's fair. Well, I saw someone do the thumb snap at some point. I was like, oh, that looks fucking cool. I'm gonna do that. So I started <laughs> doing that. It's really not that good because you can't really spin. Mm. You can't put any arc on it. It's it's just like straight power. <laughs> Eleven Bit Studios has released the first gameplay trailer for Frostpunk Two and confirmed plans to launch the title on Game Pass. Should be available in the first half of 2024. The Pokemon series' next big animated show, Pokemon Horizons, has been delayed on Netflix. The series will now premiere in the U.S. on March 7th, a few weeks later than originally planned. Speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon-style survival game, is it Pal World or Paul World? Do we care? I'm going with Pal, because they're pals. Okay, that makes sense. I like that. Pale World launched an early access version on Friday, and the game exceeded 4 million sales in the first three days, with the number of concurrent players exceeding 1.2 million. It was basically 1.3 million. It definitely isn't slave labor. Okay. Because they're pals. It's pal labor. Got it. No, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Okay. They're friends. Yeah, pal labor. Fish or friends, yeah. not food. <laughs> Fish or friends, not food. Um, Valve reportedly raked in nearly a billion dollars from Counter-Strike 2 case openings in 2023. Do you have the other thing about the case opening that happened? I did not. Apparently there was an, I think it was an AK-47 skin. Okay. That was something like one in a X amount chance to find one in rare one in a million one in 10 million i can't remember what the the odds on it were okay and it got found and it was rumored to be worth somewhere between like eight hundred thousand to a million who who and i just went i think that i think i'm correct on those numbers and i was just like but why (laughs) yeah like (laughs) why (laughs) like who are the people who are like like i i can get to i can get into the headspace of like 250 at like a top out of like here's a once random you know it's still one in the yeah. who knows it's a very hard one to get you can only get it in like elite cases or you know so, something along those lines where it's like yeah that one's really hard and if you could just buy it for 250 you either have to be really good or you're going to spend over 250 and like just keys to get it type of thing so you could shortcut yeah that i can i can get to that i can get to there would I buy one at two fifty? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I can just get to the headspace where I'd be like, if I had enough money and didn't give a shit, could I do it? Yeah. Could I spend life changing money? No. Like that's the thing is, like, I would sell that on Steam so fast. Like how many people? Like who are the people that are propping up this fucking Counter Strike market? Streamers. It's wild, dude. It's the, it, but remember, it's streamers. For the second time, well, it's always. I guess technically, it's the it's the fucking astronaut meme. It's all it's it's all streamers. Always has been. Bang shoots me back of that. Yeah. Because remember when the gambling thing happened early on in this podcast life? Yeah. When everybody was doing CS:GO gambling, 
Yep. Okay. And that was all streamers that were lying and doing illegal gambling with viewers of fake uh, yada yada, but it was spiking people buying crates market. Well, then CS2 came out now. Mm-hmm. So Counter Strike 2 came out. Well, guess what? Let's run it back. <laughs> yeah, we got all new crates. Let's go. And people have been doing like $10,000 crate openings and whatever, just like, hey, we're going to sit on stream for the first five hours today and blow a bunch of money. Let's see what happens. So wild. Dude, Valve is like, they got to be like. It's the same thing when I watch. We used to, when we watch watch Phil. What we watched the the glorious man that he is, Phil Hughes, and he would do case openings or whatever of of baseball cards. He's like, yeah, this is a definitive or whatever it was, and it was a thirty grand box of tops. And you're like, yeah, what? Valve is always wild to me because they're a private company. Yeah. So, so like that money's. It's not like a bunch of shareholders, you know, that's, that money's going straight to like a few people. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for the news. What do we got here? Oh, that's depresso. Okay. From looks, Pal World. Looks very depressive. Yeah. That's how I look at work every day. Yeah. That's <laughs> it is slave labor. <laughs> I knew it. Uh I'm surprised that that game has been uh, as, I don't know, I, I just assumed, you know, it'd fall apart as soon as it came out, essentially. That it was just like, you know, no one would be able to get on, servers would be a mess, you know, just that just seems to be how things went, but that doesn't seem to be a case for uh, for that one. They had emergency <laughs> meetings with Epic because the servers were getting smashed. Oh, yeah. I mean, at 1.3 million, I would fucking... yeah. They said they started to have emergency meetings because servers were getting smashed and it was getting so popular that they were like, we what do we em- do? We need emergency resources. Like, we need help. <laughs> like, Good this, for them. This, like this stability needs to get better. Good for that. Now, Epic seems to be pretty good about that stuff. So I'm sure they were like, yeah, we got we. I mean, clearly they must have figured it out because it's up and running and people are playing it and people are yeah. liking it. it 1.3 in current, I think, right? Around there. It's ridiculous. Anyway, hopefully it stays up. I mean, I, I, I want, I want someone to put some egg in Nintendo's face and be like, "You motherfuckers need to stop being a bunch of step up your game. yeah, step step up your game." Literally, what's that fucking Idris Elba quote from The Wire? Put the word out that we back up or whatever it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right about that. I don't know. I've actually never watched The Wire. Neither have I. I just think that's I I I can see the meme in the scene. I think that's where it's from. I think he was on The Wire. Um. Anyway, it's been seven nine days. What have you been up to? Uh, not much. Just watching anime and living life. You know, trying not to die. Um. That's that's about it, really. I mean, for for a good part of the week, I was watching. I wasn't. Go- I didn't go to work till Thursday. Um, was watching Aiden, so we were hanging out, you know, watching cartoons, playing all that fun stuff, and uh, that's about it. Don't really have anything else exciting to say. What have you been up to? Duh, same, <laughs> same. Yeah, minus watching a kid. Uh, I also didn't go into well, didn't go into work until Thursday, but 
was working from home. Uh, just recovering and playing WoW. Played a little Mario Kart. Cause I was I was just in that like yeah. I there was that point of this you know the sickness point where you're like Dad, I don't even want to play games right now. It just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I don't even remember what I did. I think I just watched. I don't even think I watched anything. I think I just literally laid on the couch and just like stared into the underside of a pillow. I think I caught up on almost the entire series of Dimension Twenty, never or not never after, um, Unsleeping City. Mm. Oh, that's what I did. I, I caught up with with Reacher, and then I watched a couple animes. That's essentially what I did. Um, so yeah, I did that. Played a little Turnip, Turnip Boy robs a bank. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Just a roguelike. That's ludicrous and hysterical. All right. But it's rather simple and entertaining. Uh, played a little Pal World. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Played. Uh... That's really it. Yeah. In terms of like things that I need to make progress on. Like a Dragon is next week. Yeah. It's coming fast. And I got Assassin's Creed and I'm still not even close in. Oh, no. It's going to get the fucking boot. No, it'll still get finished. The The problem is having that done. It's the same problem as everything. It's like, that's downstairs. Yeah. So, again, I can bring it up here, or I can just, like... The, is there the, not a... There's not a streaming? There is. Uh, is, it, is it not good, or you just don't want to I, deal with I've it? never tried it, but I just don't... I don't care that much. Yeah. Because I'd rather play Assassin's Creed, like, on the... Like, I'm going to play yeah. PlayStation. I'd rather just play it on the big screen. Yeah. Um, but really what I need to do is do what I've done with other ones like that in the past where it's like uh, on like that Saturday morning or Sunday morning or whatever where I know I'm waiting on the other guys and mm-hmm. I'm awake just like goofing off. Like just go down, bang out like three hours or so and then when they're like, okay, hey, let's go. And I'm like, all right, good deal. Yeah. Ship away at it every little bit. Yeah. And even then, if they, you know, if they're not on, then surprisingly, you know, just make a ton of progress and problem solved. Yeah. Takes care of itself. Makes sense. But nope, now it's into uh, football playoff season. League is back on. Uh, fantasy baseball is starting back up here pretty soon. So it begins. It'll be another year. <laughs> Another year of the po- disappointment if I don't fix this team. <laughs> Maybe we'll we started it. out really good last year, and then we fell about midway and kind of couldn't recover. Took a bunch of Tommy John injuries, and it wasn't good. But we're not going to do that this year. Sure. Everybody's going to be healthy all season. That'd be wild. What worst case scenario? Everyone is healthy all season, and I'm still, still I'm still terrible. Still terrible. <laughs> that is that is literally the worst case. That is one of those ones where I'm like, I'm going to retire at the end of this year. <laughs> Give my team to somebody else. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I'm mad at them. Mm. But all right, we will see you guys in seven five days. Toodaloo, bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.